0: Hello and good morning. Welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, here to join you on this wonderful solo journey. It's Saturday, December 11th. We have six games to talk about on this main slate. A very interesting slate, too. I I always mention I love the wheelhouse of, you know, six to nine games. And it's not going to be short of value, needless to say. We're going to have a lot of value plays that we could talk about few studs worth spending up on overall should just be a great day to play some fantasy basketball so i'm looking forward to this one but before we jump into anything a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at thrive fantasy come prop up with us on thrive fantasy this nba season thrive fantasy is the daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props and player prop bets so Uh, With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player props, build your lineup, and each prop is assigned a fancy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win a share of the prize pool. It's that simple. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for NBA and has awarded over $6 million so far. So, Head over to the Thrive Fantasy, use that promo code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up and you will receive a 100% deposit match on up to $100. So that's uh, promo code ETHOS to receive 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or just visit their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up today and prop today. We're going to have some little talking points on that, too, towards the end of the show, that new segment that we began adding, where I'll be giving out my favorite Thrive Fantasy prop line of the night. So we got six games to talk about. It's going to be a fun slate. First game of the night, Utah Jazz are traveling to Washington, taking on the Wizards. For the Jazz, they are good to go as far as health. And the Wizards, it's still just Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, Cassius Winston, all ruled out. As of right now, time of recording this, is the morning of, we have a 219 game total. Utah being favored by five points. So we'll start off with the away team, as always, the Utah Jazz. It's a great matchup for these guys. Um, I'm not gonna beat, uh, beat a dead horse here. I just don't, I don't love a lot of their price tags. You know, Mitchell's now up to 9K. He's in play, but you're really, you know, you need one of those 45 point games. I don't know if he has the ceiling to be in the optimal lineup on this one. Now, if you're only playing one stud, which wouldn't fault you one bit if you did, and you have the extra money and you want to go to him, sure, he makes sense. But as of right now, I just don't love that price tag, and we have a lot of guard value. So if I was going to spend up anywhere, it might be his counterpart, Rudy Gobert. Uh, he's 8,800 though as well. So both these guys are coming in pretty expensive. Uh, I'll probably see myself having a few shares of Rudy, but overall, you know, once I'm starting to flirt with that high of a price tag for a center. I think you guys know where I'm going to go later on in the show. Mike Conley is in play, though, at 5,900. The minutes were down in the last two games because it was a back-to-back. Now, is he going to play 30, 30-plus? 30 I imagine he gets pretty pretty close to it, 28 to 32 minutes, I think, is right in his wheelhouse at 5,900. Sure, that puts him into play. But, again, a ton of guard value. Main spots I really want to keep an eye on are going to be you know, bench spots and that forward position. I think Royce O'Neal at 4,400 is a rock-solid play. Uh, not the best value on the slate, doesn't have the highest upside, but he always gives you that comfortable floor as well with the minutes that he plays. And then looking at somebody like Rudy Gay at 4K, I've been playing a little bit of Rudy. Uh, hasn't played paid off in that last game, but, you know, at 4K, we're looking for about 20. He won't draw a lot of ownership, especially on a slate like tonight with so much value available. So those are the two primary spots, I guess you could say I'm looking. And I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to look at Ingalls too. Ingles, probably the better and safer play over Rudy. Rudy will just have less ownership, but ingles has put up at least 27 dk points in three out of the last five games and that's the kind of upside that you're going to need on the six game slate a little bit of uh you know closer to that 8x or 7x for your value looking at the washington side of the ball bradley beals price continues to drop he's at 8500 still not cheap enough he just doesn't look like himself uh that or he's falling off a cliff at this age in his career and i, I don't want to believe that's the truth uh, it's just this new offense. He's not used to playing it. Last year, he had the ball in his hands pretty much the majority of the time, and this one he doesn't. Uh, Kuzma coming in at fifty-eight. No, thank you. Uh, I know he's coming off of a big game. I just never play Kyle Kuzma. It's just that simple. If you if you can get Kyle Kuzma right, kudos to you. Uh, play him. I don't think this is necessarily a bad matchup for him. Just not one that I feel like I'm going to target. Only options I'm really interested in, in all honesty, would be Montrezl Harrell. 5K, I think that's a comfortable price tag. And going against that bench unit, they're going to need to make up some ground. I think that's how this wizard seems. If they could stay in it's going to be really just outscoring the second unit. And Harrell's going to have a big uh, big opportunity to do that. He'll probably draw less of the Gobert action while Gafford starts and takes the majority of that. Granted, they will see each other. Uh, but that's why I also think this is a great matchup for Rudy. Neither one of these guys are really going to be able to do anything with with him down low. I mean, Gafford's been a staunt defender all all season. Uh, but neither one of these guys are going to have the size and the rebounding capabilities to keep Rudy off the glass, so this feels like it's a 15-plus Rudy Gobert rebounding game. But I think Harrell attacking that second unit at 5K is uh, is a very worthwhile option. And that's probably it. I'm not going to go too crazy on this game in general. I think that these other games are enticing, and they have a lot better value plays and just overall price tags in general. So those are probably the way I'm going to go. But on to the next game, APM. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Sacramento Kings traveling to Cleveland, taking on the Cavs. Two sixteen and a half and 16-and-a-half game total. Cleveland being favored by six-and-a-half points in this one. As far as uh, injury report, we don't have one. It's a back-to-back for both teams, so they have yet to submit it. So we're going to have to kind of see how that shakes out a little bit later on. But we'll start with Sacramento. Rashawn Holmes, we know, is still out. They said he would miss two games. Missed one last night. Suppose this will be the second one. Uh, in his place, Alex Len drew that start, and at 3,400, he's in play as another value play. Granted, he only played 13 minutes in that last one, but this is a different matchup. Going against a Charlotte team that really didn't have any centers, as opposed to this Cavalier team who plays two bigs. So uh, between you know Len and Thompson, Bagley, all these guys are in play. I really like Bagley though. I think Bagley's probably going to be the one guy in on the front court you could probably feel the most comfortable about. He's been playing decent minutes, especially when Holmes sits. He put up 34.5 DK points at a 15-10 and 10 double-double in that last game. So at 3,700, also gives you that forward eligibility. I, I have some interest in him, for sure. Um, probably won't be going back to the Met too well. I, I was all over Barnes in that last night, and it didn't pan out. He only shot two and nine. We only played 26 minutes. Now one might think it's just because it's a back-to-back. Uh, they limited him on the front half, and they couldn't do the same thing on the back half. So. I'm not going to trust him as much, but keep an eye on Barnes because I think in the next week or so, once we know that he's healthy, he's playing comfortable minutes, uh, this isn't too cheap of a price tag for him. The offense was pretty much flowing through Barnes earlier in the season. Uh, Now it's being a little bit more spread out, but I definitely think he's a guy that you're going to want to keep on your radar as the season progresses. So for me, it's going to be Bagley. I think Terrence Davis is another great value. He'll probably continue to be chalk and continue to draw heavy ownership. But the shot attempts are there when he's in that starting unit. He only played 22 minutes in that last one, but still managed to put up 38 DK points. Uh, And we're talking at least 20 DK points plus over the past five games at 3,700. And in four of those, at least 28. Three of those, at least 37. So this dude has upside. Uh, The floor is pretty comfortable. Probably going to be one of my favorite value plays on the slate at 3,700. Sign me up for some Terrence Davis. And I think Marvin Bagley in your GPPs is a uh, worthwhile worthwhile. Could be, I guess we could say that if we get wealthy off it, a uh, wealth while play. Not looking at Fox too much. I think Halliburton is in play at 5,800. He's a fine play. Uh, Consistency is always there, but probably it. So it's going to be Halliburton. Terrence Davis, Bagley are my main options. I think if you want to get a little frisky and froggy, you could look at the centers. And then Buddy Heald always in play. Just He's kind of one of those guys I just never get right. Uh, and if you could get him right at 5,300, he could pay off that price tag. Looking at the Cleveland side of the ball, there's a lot to like over here as well. I think Jared Allen at 83, Darius Garland at 78. Both these guys continue to be in play on a night-to-night basis. Jared Allen just continues to torment with his all-star-like season. Only played 26 minutes in the last game because it was a blowout. But centers have absolutely crucified uh, this Sacramento team throughout the season. So knowing that they're down men, uh, down their best uh, inside defender. It's only going to help. I mean, the offense has been there. He continues to shoot at an elite efficiency. Rebounds are always there. He chips in a couple blocks, a couple steals. Sign me up. I love Jared Allen, 8300, probably one of my f- favorite center plays on the slate. And then on Darius Garland, burned a lot of people at that depressed salary in that last one. He was only 7300. Uh, put up 34 and a half DK points, which doesn't kill you, uh, but the 10 shot attempts wasn't what we were looking for. We were really hoping for more of that, you know, 16 to 20 range. And I think he gets back in this one. So at 7,800, I think Garland is a fantastic option as well. I'm never going to argue with Mobley. Has that forward eligibility. Continues to just, you know, torment in his rookie of the year campaign. I think the three top dogs are probably the main guys I'm going to be looking at. I don't think we really need to go anywhere else. I wouldn't chase that Kevin Love game. Uh, turned back the clock, put up 40, 60K points in that last one in only 23 minutes. So. He's an option for a value play. Don't get me wrong. If if he plays 20 minutes, he's a solid option. But it's also a back-to-back for a veteran like him. So uh, something worth noting. We'll move on to another 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Houston Rockets traveling to Memphis. They are taking on the Grizzlies. As far as a game total and a spread, 222. Memphis favored by 8.5. So this looks like it's going to be the largest spread of the night and then for the injury report we know that houston's on the second half of a back-to-back so we do not have theirs but for memphis dylan brooks john Morant, zaire williams brandon clark and sam merrill have all already been ruled out so we'll start off with houston here quite simple for me here i think christian wood's getting a little too expensive for my liking i won't be paying that nine five for him uh two guys i will look at will be armani brooks back-to-back starts back-to-back games at least 30 dk points Really killed it in that last one. Took three, three, uh, pointers. Only nailed four of them. But when you're going to be that aggressive, you're going to take that many three pointers and that many shots. I mean, only took he took 17 shots. I'm not going to say only, but well, 13 of those were from deep. So he gives you that upside. He's going to be chalk at 30. Or I mean, at 4K. You know, pair him with your Terrence Davis. Pair him with some of this other value that we're going to talk about, and it really gives you just a a baseline floor. A very comfortable, cheap guys. We're going to play significant minutes who have the upside to cash in on 35 or 40 DK points, and then you compare your studs. It really just feels like it's that easy tonight. Outside of him, I think Eric Gordon continues to be in play at 5,500. I like him a little less with Brooks starting because he's not playing as much of that facilitator role. And then Garrison Matthews at 44. Certainly in play, again, back-to-back games, at least 39 DK points. He's put up 31 and 38 DK, or uh, minutes, 39 minutes, back-to-back games. And then put up 38 and a half 31 DK points in those. He continues to be another gunner. This team likes to shoot from three. I think those three guys are just great value. Um, you can look at any one of those three. I probably won't be on the Tate bandwagon, although he's a, he's one of those guys I just don't get right. Uh when I play Tate, he puts up 23 or 24. When I don't, he's putting up, you know, 36 or like that game against OKC. Uh put up 70. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna bank on those happening. I think he's a little overpriced at this point. So I'll probably leave him there for other people. But I wouldn't talk you off a ledge if you wanted to play him. On the Memphis side of the ball, a lot to like over here. With Dylan Brooks out, we're starting to see D'Anthony Melton just get thrusted right back into the rotation, right back in that starting lineup. At 5,100, I'm playing him. Uh, This is a fast-paced matchup. This is one of those matchups where D'Anthony Melton thrives in. So sign me up. I'm good with Melton at 5,100 as long as he's starting. Even coming off the bench, he should still see at least 27, 28 minutes. So I have interest in him. I think Jared Jackson Jr. at 75 continues to be a rock-solid play that we can go back to the well on. A little up and down, so he's not one of the studs or the mid-tier plays. I'm going out of my way to make sure I have in every lineup or anything like that. But I do think he's in play. Those are probably the two main guys I'm looking at. And if you wanted to take some stabs at Tyus Jones, wouldn't talk you off of it. I think is a better play there. Same thing with Desmond Bain. Wouldn't talk you off of it at 72. He's been crushing. This is a matchup where we're going to see three-pointers fly. And we know that he's not gun-shy. So... Really, for me, it's going to be Bain, it's going to be Melton, a little bit of Jaron Jackson, and that's probably it. Kyle Anderson's expected to be back in this game. Am I going to play him? Probably not. Uh, he played in that last one, only put up fifteen. Uh, played 15 minutes, put up 22.5 DK points. I think we just talked about some of that last game at 4,400 or on that last team who we'd rather have. Now, excuse me, got to take a sip of water. All right, we're back at it. Moving on to the next game halfway through so quick time uh take a minute give a quick shout out to our other presenting sponsor over at manscaped guys head over to manscaped.com use that promo code hoopball20 you get 20 percent off plus free shipping on your entire purchase now that can be anything from just maybe the lawnmower 4.0 or you can grab like two or three of those perfect package kits that way you have holiday gifts for whoever needs them. head over to manscaped.com the number one male grooming site out there and Great products, fantastic products. And now you get coupled with a promo code that gets you 20% off plus free shipping. That is HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Another interesting game here that should be one that has some decent value in Chicago. The Bulls traveling to Miami, taking on the Heat. Two 11 and a half game total, Miami being favored by one point. So this one does have one of the lower game totals of the night. That doesn't mean that there's not plays in it, though. Uh, we're just probably not going to want to go bonkers here. DeMar Rosen, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., Kobe White, Patrick Williams all ruled out. Alex Caruso is questionable. He was getting shots up in practice, so he could be making his return, and this was something to keep an eye on. For the Heat, it's Bam, Jimmy, Markeith Morris, Victor Oladipo all ruled out. Duncan Robinson is probable. We'll start off here with the Chicago side of the ball. We really need to monitor what goes on with Alex Caruso. They'll probably continue to run that four-guard lineup if he is able to play. And at 5K, he's certainly in play. I'm probably not going to have too many shares in this first game back dealing with a strain. Uh, I think there's bet- I think I'd rather just play Melton, some of these other plays over him. So he'd be a pivot off of them, but I still don't think I'll end up there. So I'll probably take a pass on Caruso. But if Caruso sits, that's where I have some interest, is what they do necessarily with that power forward position. Now, does it... Go to a guy like Troy Brown Jr. Do they continue to play small? It's certainly possible. He played 27 minutes in that last game. A lot of that was due to A.O. getting stuck in foul trouble, though, or very early on. I think he drew two fouls in the first minute and a half. But I'm also curious to see if they play Elise Johnson. Now, if he starts at power forward, we play him at 3K. There's no doubt about it. He becomes a must-play value play. He'd be one of those free squares. He's got the capability of double-doubling, at least getting you like 12 and 8. Gets a couple defensive stats. He's a very, very good point-per-minute fantasy player. So that's why I want to monitor this situation so closely because, I mean, then if we get him starting, we're stars and scrubbing it up. There's no doubt about it. That simple. Outside of Elise Johnson, that whole scenario, I don't think I'll be going back to the AOL at 4,500. Certainly could be in play, don't get me wrong. He has the upside, but now we're kind of paying for it. We really need to get that 25 to 30 DK point game out of him. A little less, I guess, at 4,500, depending on the contest that you're in. But he, I'm not going to rule him out completely. I just don't see myself having too many shares with so much other good value at the guard position on this slate. Um, and then looking at like guys like Lonzo, I think he's in play at 7,300. I'd rather play him than Levine at this point. Back-to-back games of at least – actually, three straight games of at least 40 DK points at 7,300. He's playing big minutes in those games, 39, 40, and 40 minutes. He's getting the defensive stats – He's getting more aggressive with the shot attempts because he has to. With no DeMar DeRozan, he's got to take a few more shots. So, obviously, I think Lonzo's in play. I don't think I'll be playing Levine at 98, but I wouldn't talk you off of it. And then Vucevic at 91, he's certainly in play, too. Back-to-back games, at least 23 shot attempts now. He can't hit any of them. Uh, And I think I still prefer Jared Allen, Rudy Gobert over him. So, when it's all said and done, he'd mostly be a pivot if you wanted to get some exposure and you had some money that you wanted to spend in this game. But he's in play. So, really, Lonzo, a little bit of Vooch, and then got to keep an eye on that power forward position if Caruso is unable to play. On the Miami side of the ball, a lot to like here. With no Bam, no Jimmy, we've kind of seen how this rotation has worked. And it's just been basically the offense getting funneled through. Guys like Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, and then Caleb Martin. I think Caleb Martin at 3,500 – comes an excellent value play. It's back-to-back games where he's played at least thirty minutes. Now I don't expect him to shoot nine to twelve and six of eight from deep and drop another forty-nine. Probably not going to happen. But he certainly can get us a solid twenty-two to twenty-five pretty comfortably. So I'm looking at Caleb Martin as one of the better value plays, and then I think Tyler Hero, seventy-four hundred minutes haven't been that up. We know that he was being hampered a few weeks or about a week, week and a half ago, so that could have something to do with it. I think Kyle Lowry at the similar price range just makes a lot more sense at 77. So Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin are probably my tier one plays. I think Hero is a tier two play. And then I don't think I'll end up going back to the well on Deadman anytime soon. Minutes have been down for him. I think we have better options. But, again, he's one of those guys where I wouldn't talk you off a ledge if you wanted to play him. Fifth game of the night, one that should be one of the better basketball games to watch. Golden State Warriors traveling to Philly. Taking on the Sixers. 215.5 game total. Golden State being favored by 1.5 points as far as the injury report is concerned. For Golden State, Andre Guadalupe is questionable. Clay Thompson, James Wiseman still continue to be out. And then for the Sixers, Ben Simmons, pretty much the only guy that we need to monitor, and Grant Riller. Uh, both of them are out. That means we should be good with that Tyrese Maxi news, but we'll start off with. The Golden State Warriors here. There's a lot to like. Um, we're gonna have money to spend. It's just that simple. And if you want to go to Curry with it, by all means, you'll never hear me talk you off of Curry. He's a little expensive at 11-6. I think that you know Jokic is the better and safer play. Even maybe on the other side of the ball, maybe going with a joke a double center Jokic and Embiid spend up at both spots. Probably the way I'd I think about going and. Again, it's Curry, though. He can get hot any time. He's getting closer and closer to that record, so you know he's going to want to break it. Uh, I believe he only needs, what is it, 10 more threes? Uh, Something like that. Whether he gets that in this one game, I'd I'd be shocked, but it's not out of the question for Steph Curry. He easily could do it. So If you're playing the narrative game, maybe you look at Steph for that reason. Uh, Outside of Steph, I think Draymond at 71 is a decent play, a little bit more expensive than I'd like to pay. He's really only paid off that salary a handful of times this season, so I'll probably end up taking a pass. And then you have Wiggins, Jordan Poole. I think I'd rather play Poole at 57. But we have so many guards that Wiggins might just end up fitting the build a little bit better. Knowing that he has that small forward eligibility. But those guys, both of them are okay plays. I'm not going to sit here and say they're the greatest plays. I think that they're in play. Just not foundational core pieces. The thing is, you're going to want some exposure to this game with the, with the total. with the How fun it's just going to be to watch. You're going to want to probably play some people. So, Pick your poison. I wouldn't go crazy. I wouldn't game stack this. But I think, you know, having one, maybe two pieces in this game makes some sense. On the other side of the ball, Joel Embiid coming in at 11-2. Didn't look right in that last one. He said he was struggling to breathe a little bit. So we got to see what's going on. I think that was against actually Charlotte that he said he was struggling to breathe. Uh, He was on the bike. He was trying to stay in shape. But as much as I hate targeting centers that go against this Golden State team, that's not the case when you're talking about an offensive powerhouse like Joel Embiid. If Philly stays in this game, it's going to be a lot due to Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Uh, he absolutely dominated in this matchup last season. They only play, He only played in one game against them, but he managed to put up 28-13-8. and eight. So, Needless to say, it's not one that I'm scared off of. I think he'll draw lower ownership out of the studs. At 11-2, I wish he was more like that 10-7, 10-6 price range. But we have a ton of value. Money's not going to be an option for us on tonight's slate. We can pretty much play whoever we want. And I think two going two studs is the way I'm going to begin my build. I'm just not that in love with a lot of these mid-tier guys. And I think I'd rather spend up other studs. That simple. Outside of him, I probably won't be playing any shake. Uh, Danny Green's an option, but we have better value. Seth Curry at 5,800, okay. I'm not going to hate it, not going to love it. Going against his brother, though, there's a little narrative where gotta love the narrative sometimes and they played earlier in the season he put up 28 point uh 28.8 dk points did halfway decent so i don't mind it don't love it don't hate it earlier when these teams played joel and wasn't available for that matchup so it's worth noting i believe that was one of his covid safety protocol games so it really is going to be just seth joel for me for the most part max is starting to get back to a pretty decent comfortable price tag but again don't love it don't hate it Steph put it, by the way, about 50 DK points earlier in the season against this team. I would expect a higher one than that, knowing that there's a little narrative going on. And that was in 34.6 minutes. so it's not like he was short of minutes. Had a double-double in it, but nice, comfortable play. Moving on to the final game of the night, Denver Nuggets traveling to San Antonio to take on the Spurs. As far as a game total spread, 216.5. Denver being favored by one point. This is a rematch. We just saw these two teams face off not too long ago. And then looking at the injury report, Will Barton is considered probable, while PJ Dozier, Jamal Murray, Michael, uh, Michael I was going to say Michael Carter Williams, Michael Porter Jr., uh, and Austin Rivers are all ruled out. Zach Collins is out, continues to be out. And then Kelton Johnson is probable after missing that last game due to a right ankle sprain. He looks like he'll be good to go in on this one. We'll start off with the Nuggets here. It's just simple for me. Jokic, best play of the night. Always just so comfortable. He's averaging about 66 DK points against this Spurs team. And that's coming off of another triple double where he put up 63 in that last one. So sign me up. He's the stud of the night. I'm going to have him in just about every single lineup. I'll eat it. I don't care if it's chalky. It is what it is. I'll take it off the chin. And now outside of him, Eric Gordon coming off of a fantastic game against this team. in that last one, Uh put up 38 and a half DK points, but it was on nine to 12 shooting. Didn't even attempt a three pointer. Got to the foul line eight times in that game. Now, A lot of that seems a little unsustainable for me. So I don't think I'm going to chase it necessarily, but he's worth keeping on your radar. Uh, Again, I don't find myself living in that mid-tier range too, too much on this slate. But overall, probably just somebody I'll take a pass on. I think I'd rather play Will Barton, even though he's a little bit more expensive. But Will Barton's really struggled to kind of get things going again and get back in that groove. So I think Jokic is enough for me in in this matchup. Um, obviously there's some other options, but we're going to want to spread some ownership out throughout the night. Not a game stack actually it could be a decent game stack, but if you need somebody that's cheap, Composo at 3,600 continues to play big minutes, uh, outplaying Bones Island. Bones Island's going to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, with the shot attempts, but Composo being able to rack up some steals, get some assists, uh, usually floating around that seven to 10 po- actual point range where at 3,600 there's worse you could do, but there's also better you could do on this slate. Now, on the other side of the ball, looking at this Spurs team, DeJounte Murray at 9-9, I'll probably end up taking a pass. Uh, it's it's Murray, don't get me wrong. He can easily pay it off. He's averaging about 41 DK points in two matchups against this team. So we want to see a little bit better than that. He, he He's a good pivot, let's just say it that way. I think he's a good – I think he'll draw little to no ownership on the slate with so much guard value that is available – with so many other spend-up options, people are going to rather spend up on Jokic. They're going to want to spend up on Curry. They're going to want to spend up on Embiid. Uh, they might even want to go a little bit in that earlier game with you know, Mitchell or Gobert. So with so many options on this slate, I think that he'll have very, very depressed salary. Uh, now I'm looking at some of these other options. You know, Vassal's back. Keldon Johnson's back, so that kind of takes out the, the luster around that Lonnie Walker, KWHD out-value plays. I don't think we'll have them. But I think Derek White is still firmly in play at 6,500. Dude's just been on a tear. Played well in this matchup earlier, 9 of 14 shooting, chipped in with a steal, chipped in with two blocks. He, that's the thing. He always gets his across-the-board stats, whether it's a, you know five or six rebounds, four to five assists, gets his defensive numbers. He's one of the better shot blockers as a guard in the league. So no, I think at 6,500, he's the one guy on this first team that I have some confidence in and that I will go back to the well-on. So nice player to run it back with if you wanted to get some Jokic shares and have you a few know, bodies in this game. And that's it. That brings us home. That is the entire six-game slate. So we'll get into the player tier segment, which it's two of each I'll give because I am by myself uh, at the top tier, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. I think those two guys are firmly in play of guys I want to go to. Again, wouldn't fault you if you wanted to go to Curry. But those are probably, the you know, there's not so many spend-ups you could have. But I'd rather spend up on two of those guys, pair them with all this value that we have, and just basically avoid that middle tier. And then looking at the middle tier, as I just said, you know, I'll probably end up avoiding it. Uh, you can't avoid it completely, especially with the range that we're in. At 5,100, though, I think it's pretty obvious I'm going to go with D'Anthony Melton here. I think he's a fantastic play. Love the matchup. Love Dylan Brooks out. He should see significant minutes. So sign me up. I'm good with some D'Anthony Melton. And then the value tier segment. Now, this is where things get tough because there's so, so many options. We've already talked about a few of them. Uh, you know, I could say – oh, actually, I forgot to give the, the another mid-tier because I said I would. I mean, come on. Got to be a man of my word here. Uh, the other mid-tier option, let's see. Let's uh, go Derek White at 6500 I like that Derek White call. Uh, he should see significant minutes. I could have went there. I could have went Lowry, I think. But Derek White's probably a little bit more of a mid-tier 6500 I like that price tag. And then for the value, plenty of, plenty of, plenty of options. I think Armani Brooks at 4 k uh, continues to get significant run. Not gun-shy. He's going to continue to take big threes. So I'm good with some Brooks. And... This is where things get difficult, because I think there's two options, and they both have shooting guard and small forward eligibility. Uh, Terrence Davis or Caleb Martin. I think I'll probably end up leaning Caleb Martin. But, eh, we'll go Davis. I, I've been I've been riding that train, that Davis train. He continues to be extremely efficient and uh, definitely gun-shy. Or gun-shy. Not gun-shy. Uh, but over the past few games, he's been shooting basically the floor at 47%. Upwards to 64%, 54 and 56 in there as well. He's taking three pointers. He's grabbing boards. He's getting steals at an elite level. Yeah, I'll take Terrence Davis. And I, th- I think they're both great plays, though. Like I said, we're stars and scrubbing it up. And that's it. So we're going to now dive into the Thrive Fantasy prop bet of the night. And there's some interesting ones. And this one's a little bit chalkier. Uh, only going to get you 80 points, but I think it's a sure a sure lock as anything. And it's the under on Kyle Kuzma's rebounds it's set at 9.5. Going to get Utah. I'm good with that. And uh, for giggles, I'll throw in another one here. And we'll go with uh, the Mobley points plus rebounds. We'll take the over at 21.5. I can see this being like a like a 16-8 and eight type game. And in that case, he'll easily pay that off. So those are the ones I'm going to roll with. There's a few other ones I think that are pretty enticing to be on here, but I like both of those ones. And then give me a follow on Twitter, at Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Thumbs up, five-star, rate review the podcast if you have the chance or when you have the chance. If you don't have the chance, set yourself an alarm. We'll appreciate it over here. And we'll be back tomorrow. I'll bet you actually handling all the weekend shows uh, breaking down that one as well. Get that DFS Fantasy Pass. You'll see the article I'm putting out this morning of all of my favorite plays. More in-depth, more broken down for you. And then I'll also be in the Discord later on where you'll have access if you have that Sports Ethos DFS Pass. Great time to be in there right before lock. Hour before. I'm in there every single night. Wasn't in there the other night, and I do apologize for anybody that was asking. Uh, Your boy had to go to the doctor. I uh don't know what I did, if I slept wrong or not, but I pulled something on my left side and bruised a rib somehow. Yeah, not fun, but I am probable uh, still playing through it. Let me just say, when people ever strain their oblique or their side or anything like that, and you're like, oh, why can't they play? I know why. If I take a deep breath in right now, it is painful. But we'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, I'll be break- breaking down that slate for you guys as well. Let's go out there. Let's crush some GPPs. Let's win some money. I'm looking forward to this slate. It's a fun one. Peace.